Welcome to the Penny and Pops podcast. He is not Spencer Penny Strode. I am Adam Pops Papa Giorgio. Uh, it's just me for this one because this episode is about the Wagner brothers, specifically FIBA Franz, since brother Moritz hurt his ankle and won't be playing any German national team games after all this summer. We're approaching what will be a, mo- a month-long stretch of high-stakes FIBA basketball. Why should you care as a Magic fan? Well, because Franz could make a huge leap as a player by participating in these FIBA World Cup qualifiers and Eurobasket games, and it may very likely transfer over to his sophomore NBA season. Consider this a FIBA primer. Let's go. Hardaway, straight down the lane, the power jack. Point guard on the 7-6 guy. Here's Lewis turning and he shoots. Yes! Here's Turkaloo for the win. promise you I would not be recording this if I didn't think so highly of Franz as a player. I am recording this Sunday night, August the 14th. Magic Media Day is September 26th. Training camp starts September 27th. That seems far away still, but Franz Wagner's first time playing senior international basketball should fill in a lot of that time gap. Uh, I am the resident Magic FIBA expert. I've been continuously watching FIBA basketball since the 2004 Athens Olympics. Every Magic player that has played internationally I followed. Carlos Arroyo for Puerto Rico, Marcin Gortat for Poland, Mario Hezonia for Croatia, Andrew Nicholson for Canada, even Giannis Tima for uh, Latvia because we had his draft rights. I'm a sicko when it comes to FIBA ball, and I love it. Before I dive into the Wagner Brothers specifics, let me break down the difference between these games and tournaments because I've seen some misinformation. Uh, When I say the word friendly or exhibition, think of it as preseason. You know, the game has no significance. It's just to build up reps, chemistry, and fitness of these teams. Eurobasket is the European Continental Championship, which obviously means teams like the U.S. and Canada don't participate. You got 24 nations that have qualified for this Eurobasket tournament. Uh, ESPN Plus is showing every game from start to finish, September 1st all the way through the 18th. I bought the annual ESPN Plus subscription specifically for this tournament. If you illegally stream sporting events, you'll be able to do it again for this without much issue, as the entire basketball world loves this tournament. And there will be over 30 active NBA players playing, such as MVPs Giannis Adetokounmpo and Nikola Jokic. Anyway, Eurobasket used to be played every two years. That changed uh, last decade. 2017 was the last time Eurobasket was played every two years. For better or worse, FIBA, which is the world basketball governing body, changed it to where Eurobasket now happens every four years, just like you know the soccer European championships. Uh, because of COVID, the Olympics and Eurobasket got delayed a, about a or got delayed a year, not about a year. They definitely got delayed exactly a year. That's why the 2020 Tokyo Olympics happened in 2021, and instead of 2021, Eurobasket is happening now in 2022. The next Eurobasket will be still in 2025. 
But anyway, Slovenia, led by Luka Doncic and Goran Dragic, are the 2017 defending Eurobasket champions. How anyone could watch that Luka Doncic run uh, just that whole tournament and not consider him the stone cold lock for the number one pick of that 2018 draft is still maddening. But anyway, Eurobasket 2022 is being hosted by four countries, Germany, Italy, Georgia, and the Czech Republic. 24 nations are playing. There's a group stage prior to the 16 team knockout stage. You have four groups, six teams in each group. If you're one of those four host countries, all of your group stage games are played at home. Home court advantage helps a lot since atmospheres are infinitely better than what you see in the NBA. Each team plays uh, every team that is in their group once. If you finish top four in your group, you move on to the round of 16 knockout where it's winner go home the rest of the way. Here's the cool thing for Germany. They host all of their group stage games in Cologne. But Germany, whether they're still in the tourney or not, hopefully they're still in it or something went bad, uh, also hosts every single one of the knockout stage games in Berlin. So round of 16 all the way through the final is going to be in Berlin, Germany. It used to be that not only were you fighting for gold, silver, and bronze, but depending on how high you finished at Eurobasket, you could also automatically qualify for the FIBA World Cup. That is no longer the case. There's an entirely separate qualifying process for the FIBA World Cup. Uh, Some people worried that that would lower the importance and prestige of uh, a Eurobasket tournament. I don't think it has. It doesn't appear that it has. You know, the FIBA, so I'm not talking FIFA, not talking soccer, but the FIBA World Cup used to be called the FIBA World Championships. And that tournament also happens every four years. Spain are the 2019 defending champions. Uh, The week prior to Eurobasket starting, so... You know, we're talking about the last week of August. Uh, nations from Asia, the Americans, including the U.S., uh, as well as Africa and Europe are all playing in qualifying games for the 2023 FIBA World Cup, which takes place next year in the Philippines, Japan, and Indonesia. Uh, it's qu- continental qualifying to get to that 2023 FIBA World Cup. So, you know, European nations play European nations. Asia plays Asia, etc. Um, the World Cup will end up having 32 teams when the tournament starts next summer. 12 of them come from Europe. Uh, qualifying has been occurring since November of last year. So November 2021. But you don't hear much about it because a lot of these qualifying windows happen during the NBA season. Uh, you know, November and February, for instance, if you remember, uh, you know, Jeff Van Gundy has coached uh, like a skeleton USA team for uh, America's or FIBA America's qualifying games, you know, stuff like that. But, uh, you know, because some of these these qualifying windows are happening in November and February, that's during the NBA season when NBA players are obviously not available to, to participate. So for teams that rely on NBA talent to be decent, qualifying is a challenge. Uh, you know, we're now in the second round of uh, group stage qualifying for those 12 European spots. Uh, so you got 24 teams in four groups of six teams uh, in each of those groups. So the top three finishers in each of those four groups makes it to the World Cup next year. Hopefully I clarified it for you. If not, FIBA's got some awesome graphics that kind of lay out all of the tournaments and the bracket styles or the tournament styles. And... Uh, if you're a visual person more than somebody that's good at listening, go go to the FIBA websites. 
Uh, I just want the Magic to keep allowing their international players to play for their countries. Don't be teams like the Miami Heat or the Oklahoma City Thunder that are holding guys out. Uh, International games are awesome for development and individual growth, both on and off the court. All right, let's get to the more bad news here. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's get Mo's bad news out of the way. Mo Wagner was ruled out for Germany uh, hours before their first summer friendly against Belgium on Wednesday. Mo is out for all international games this summer due to a left ankle injury. Uh, Florian Kurth of uh, basketball, or sorry, of basketnews.com reports uh, Mo suffered the ankle injury on Tuesday. I assume this happened in practice, so it's just awful luck and timing to get hurt the day before the first friendly. Uh, Wagner is in a boot, but the fact he's staying with the national team uh, indicates it's not severe enough to impact his availability for magic training camp in late September. Plus if it was that bad, like he probably would be in Orlando uh, being looked at. um, And then there probably would have been some type of press release and we haven't seen any of that. So I'm going to take that as a good sign. This is a quote from uh, Mo translated from German Quote, I'll tell it like it is. This one hurts. For years, I was looking forward to this tournament and this opportunity to play in Germany, in Cologne, and my city, Berlin, with my brother at a home European championship was something that I had dreamed of for a long time now. End quote. It, it hurts, man. It's, he, he wanted that thing bad. Um, Germany head coach Gordon Herbert uh, said, quote, this is a hard blow for us and especially for him. He wanted so much to play in Germany in front of his own fans in his own country. Moritz is a great basketball player and a really good guy. Health comes first and we all wish Moritz a speedy and complete recovery. He still has many good basketball years ahead of him, end quote. Mo. He he dragged Germany last year to the Tokyo Olympics. Um, you know, in four Olympic qualifying games, uh, and, or sorry, Olympic qualifying tournament games uh, that were played in Croatia last year, uh, you know, Mo averaged 14.3 points per game and four rebounds per game, which is impressive in a 40-minute game where FIBA rules allow for more physical play and kind of being able to pack the paint more defensively than you can in the NBA. Again, Mo really, really dragged that German team to the Olympics. And in Tokyo at the Olympics in four games, you know, competition was a bit tougher and opponents focused in more on stopping him. But Mo still averaged 11 points per game and three boards per contest. Um, That was his first ever senior national team action for Germany was last year. And it definitely transferred well into the last season with the Magic. I mean, in 63 games with the Magic last season, you know, he started three of them. Uh, He played only 15 minutes per game, but Mo averaged nine points per contest, four rebounds on 50% shooting from the field and 33% from three point range. You know, that three ball percentage would have been higher if not for his slump after getting COVID. Uh, But you know, if we weren't tanking, Wagner would have played more instead of Mo Bamba. I, I have zero doubts about it, especially the first half of the season because Mo Wagner was more of a winning player than Bamba. Um, Maybe the last month of the season, you could argue differently, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, Mo, Mo last season went from a guy that was supposedly just on the roster because his brother was on the team to you could put this guy in as a backup big and you're fine because he's busting his ass and he's one of the few guys that actually pisses other opponents off and you need a few guys like that. Um, 
But not having the 25-year-old Mo Wagner available is just a huge loss and a big blow to Germany's Eurobasket medal chances. They still have three NBA guys, Franz, Dennis Schroeder, um, sorry, Schroeder, and uh, Daniel Tice. But anyone hoping for a Moritz-Luka Doncic feud rekindling will have to wait for the NBA season. Maybe Franz will pick that up. Uh, it's, it's very likely because they might be guarding and playing offense against each other. So that that's going to be thrilling. But anyway, let's talk friendly. So Germany won in Belgium on Wednesday, August 10th in their first friendly, uh, 87 to 83. Tyson and Schroeder showed just a lot of rust in what was a very physical game. Uh, Mo was photographed in the stands of the half-empty 2,500-seat stadium in Belgium uh, wearing a left boot. Belgium hasn't been good at FIBA basketball tourneys in my lifetime, and it showed in having basically 1,200 people at, at that game. Uh, you know, if he if Mo was there for the friendly, then I'll be surprised if, you know, he doesn't stick around with the team and his brother through, you know, the end of their Eurobasket run. Uh Franz started the game in war number nine. If you follow the Twitter account of the German Basketball Federation, at DBB underscore basketball, you can see from their photos and videos that Franz looks noticeably stronger, uh, maybe even taller because he's pretty close height-wise to Moritz now. I understand coaches hide plays and strategy until games actually matter, but uh, they shouldn't have struggled that much versus Belgium. You know, Germany got out to an 18 to four lead early as well. Franz was the leading game scorer though. 23 points, five rebounds, seven of 13 shooting, including three of three from three point range. Uh, Despite missing a few tough layups, uh, there's a lot of contact with some of those, but he was still very efficient. Uh, he should have had more touches. Tell me if you've heard that before, Magic fans. Uh, he, uh, he hit that clutch open three uh, in the corner late to, to basically clinch the game as Dennis Schroeder finally passed him the ball. You know, Schroeder was driving to the lane and he had like a triple team coming in on him and he finally kicked it out instead of putting up a, a weak shot at the basket. But, um, you know, Franz played a lot like he did with the Magic. You know, active defense, cutting, Great passes, should have had more than two assists. I'm looking at you, Daniel Tice. Uh, even when Franz led the second unit as the only NBA player on the floor for five minutes, his not good teammates didn't force feed him, and they looked kind of aimless out there. So those second stringers are why Franz's plus minus was only plus one for the game. Uh, Franz was was very good, and Germany's level of intensity and defense noticeably decreases when Franz is off the floor. Um Franz didn't play with the ball in his hands. That has to change when the games matter. He was in the corners a lot, barely any dribbling, no pick and roll. Hopefully the coaching staff is keeping that in their back pocket. I've seen in some practice clips, Franz doing some dribble drive, stop and turn, jump shooting that looked good. So I think we'll see a lot more uh, from Franz from a usage perspective. It's tough to ignore an all-rookie first-teamer that an all-NBA rookie first-teamer that averaged, uh, you know, in 79 games started at 30 minutes per contest, 15.2 points per game, four and a half boards, three assists on 47% shooting from the field and 35.4% three-point shooting. Gordon Herbert, German national team coach, that guy intrigues me. I don't think uh, there's a French-Canadian pronunciation to his name based on interviews I've seen. I've seen Herbert Gordon Herbert be used by interviewers. So I'm just going to go with that. Um, but Herbert is 63 years old. 
six six uh you know six foot six Canadian, been a head coach for almost three decades. He played he played college ball in Idaho. He went undrafted in the nineteen eighty two NBA draft. He played professionally in Finland in the nineteen eighties and nineteen nineties. He's coached in Finland, Austria, France, Russia, Addis in Thessaloniki, Greece. In the 2008-2009 season, he was a you know a Toronto Raptors assistant coach. There's a lot of years spent in Germany. He's had three separate stints alone coaching Skyliners Frankfurt. So, um, you know, he was made for to eventually get this German national team job. It feels like, but this Ger- you know German NT job is likely the biggest coaching job of his career. He's won trophies. Uh, he sounds like a Billy Bob Thornton relative in a good way at times in his interviews. He looks like he should have been a hockey coach. I've seen people call him Gordy in interviews, so it's very possible. He was a Gordy Howe fan as a kid growing up. His only other national team coaching gig was the Georgia national team back in 2005-2007. I'm sure Zaza Pachulia is familiar with him. Uh, Herbert has only been uh, the German national team head coach for around 10 months uh, at the moment. So he's got FIBA World Cup qualifying games under his belt in his current role. Uh, So we'll see how loyal and reliant Herbert is on Dennis Schroeder running this entire show now that he's got Franz. Because I'll be curious to see if German fans make their voices heard if they start, you know, pushing themselves for more Franz. Daniel Tice, 30 years old now been kind of a consistent presence since 2015 with Germany. Tice is going to have to average more than his usual 10 points per game for Germany. With no more Mo there, it, that's got to go up. And they really could have used Isaiah Hardenstein, especially with Mo out, because Hardenstein has played for Germany in the past, too. And, you know, it's a shame, maybe because he was a free agent. It just, you know, he, he couldn't commit himself. But uh, Schroeder also made a senior national team debut in 2015, but until this summer, Dennis had not played for Germany since 2019. He's a 20-plus point per game scorer, and that will have to continue to for them to, to have success. Um, Franz is going to have to average 20-plus points per game in these FIBA games, or I think they have zero shot at a medal. That That's kind of where... I'm bluntly coming down to it with them. And I think he's capable of it. That's that's the thing. I genuinely do. If the coaching staff gets him the ball and if, you know, his teammates, especially Schroeder, believe in him, like he can average 20 points per game. And that's tough to do. 20 points per game in these 40-minute games on this big of a stage is tough. Vucevic never did it for Montenegro. Hito never did it for Turkey. FIBA Fournier's highest tourney average was 19.8 points per game at the 2019 FIBA World Cup. So to break 20, I'm, you know, even Dirk in his prime in the big, big tournaments was averaging 25-26. So to ask Franz to average 20-21, it seems like a lot, but I really think he can do it. And I mean, in his one and only game that he's played so far, you know, he got 23 points. It was against an inferior opponent, but... You know, he did it very efficiently. Imagine if he gets more touches. Um, Because he's got the tools, man. I mean, look, uh, Franz is going to have to do it, though, if Germany wants a reasonable chance at a medal. that's It's asking a lot. It's his very first senior national team action for his country. And 
he does he he doesn't turn 21 years old until August 27th, which is two days after they'll have played Sweden in a FIBA World Cup qualifying game, and then one day prior to facing Doncic, Dragic, and Slovenia in another you know in the the second huge World Cup qualifying game. But Franz has the tools. It's you know it's about Franz not deferring so much to his more experienced but less talented teammates. Like Franz is the best player for Germany, not Schroeder, not Tice. And we'll see if that German pride kicks in for Franz when you're playing in these electric jam-packed arenas filled with your countrymen cheering and urging you on. We're going to see if Wagner tries to take over when his team, when his team is trailing because that's going to happen. There's some stacked teams in his group. Um, Friday, August 12th, should have been the second time we saw Franz in that Germany number 9. The game was in the Netherlands. The Dutch were charging four euros to stream the game. Four euros, four dollars. It's, it's about The currency is about even still at the moment. Uh, but the German Basketball Federation, an hour before tip, announced the starters, and Franz wasn't starting. Neither was Tice. So I assume Franz wasn't playing and ended up being correct, so I didn't bother to pay or watch. Um, it was a boring 68-66 Germany win by all accounts. Hopefully you guys didn't, you know, you folks didn't pay for that stream because it also wasn't working at times from, from what, I, what I read in tweets. Um you know, Dennis Schroeder, he's struggling with turnovers in these two friendlies. He, you know, he needs to be less careless. It's also friendly, so he's probably maybe just loo- you know, more loose with it, maybe experimenting a bit. But because he did drop 26 points per game in each of the two FIBA World Cup qualifiers that he played in June, uh, neither Wagner brother was was available for that, uh, for those FIBA World Cup qualifiers in late June, early July. But, you know, for Germany to succeed, Dennis, who's 28 years old, he's going to have to drop over 20 points per game like he normally does, but he's also going to have to be better at passing the ball, and he's going to have to develop a playing partnership with Franz. We haven't seen it yet, but there's time to build that chemistry up. The other new development for Germany is that Coach Herbert cut the captain, Robin Benzing, after you know the 33-year-old went 0 for 2 from the field and 13 minutes played in that Netherlands friendly. Benzing had played in every major tournament for Germany since 2009, so they're going to need a new captain now. That you know, I don't know if they hand it to Schroeder or somebody else, but uh, that's a very interesting development. I truly think Franz can be a Dirk Nowitzki light or Hito for Turkey type of national team star for his country. Hito Turgoglu's best NBA and Magic season was the 2007-2008 campaign when he won Most Improved Player of the Year at the age of 29, averaging 19.5 points per game, 5.7 boards, 5 assists, shooting 46% from the field and 40% from three-point range. He should have been an all-star, but was wrong, you know, wrongfully neglected. And you know, Hito's best FIBA campaign ever for the Turkish national team was... Summer 2007 Eurobasket, when in six games he put up 19.2 points per game. Not a coincidence that kicking ass at Eurobasket rolled over into what was Hito's best season in the NBA. Um, you know, we're talking 40 minute games here against grown ass men with rules that allow defenses to pack the paint and limit open ball movement. When Luka Doncic said it's easier to score in the NBA than in Europe, he's not lying. It's true because of the style and rule differences. Uh, Germany, next, coming up, hosts the DBB Super Cup, which is a two-day friendly tourney in Hamburg uh, towards the end of this week. So this little tourney, it's Germany, Czech Republic, Italy, and Nikola Jokic's Serbia are taking part. 
Germany plays the Czechs on August the 19th. Winner of that game plays the winner of Serbia-Italy. Losers of those games play each other for third. Doesn't matter. It's just a little friendly Super Cup. My hope and what I likely see happening is Germany and Serbia winning their games and then facing each other on August 20th with a trophy on the line. It's a friendly doesn't matter compared to, you know, World Cup qualifiers and Eurobasket itself, but they'll both take it seriously. It's a trophy on the line. Germany won't want to disappoint their fans. The atmosphere should certainly be a lot better in Hamburg than what you might have seen either in uh, Belgium or Holland. 100% they'll be better in Hamburg. Uh, I, I'm betting a lot. Of, I, I'd bet a lot of money on that. But uh, And hopefully there's, there's streams available for that, especially the kinds that we don't have to pay for. Uh, but this is why I wanted Paolo Bencaro to play for Italy. He'd be facing the defending MVP Nikola Jokic's Serbia on Friday. We potentially could have gotten a Paolo Franz matchup in this Super Cup. On top of Paolo at Eurobasket, then facing Giannis Adetokounmpo, as well as a really good Croatian team in the group stage games. Okay, let's talk FIBA World Cup qualifiers, because this is where I'm seeing kind of a lot of misconceptions here. So the the final week of August is the next World Cup qualifying window. Uh, group J is tight. That's where, where Germany is at, is Group J of these European qualifiers. But uh, Germany are leading the group. They they have to take advantage of having Franz, Schroeder, and Tice available. Germany have to beat Sweden on August 25th before a huge Slovenia test comes up August 28th. I would be very concerned if they lose to Sweden and Stockholm um, on the 25th. But that August 28th game against Slovenia at home for Germany in Munich will be interesting to see uh, what Franz's role on both ends of the floor will be. Does he guard Luka? He should. Will Franz get more of the ball in his hands? He should. Uh, you know, Herbert can't hide his strategy for such an important game. Plus, they play France September 1st in their Eurobasket opener. They have to ramp things up or they're going to get crushed out of the gate. Um each team in these group stage games for this uh, FIBA World Cup qualifying has played six games so far in this in, in this qualifying. Uh, Germany has a five and one record. Germany is tied first in Group J on eleven points with Finland. Slovenia, Finland's got Lori Markin, I think, too, right now. Uh, but Slovenia has ten points. Again, they've got Luka and Dragic. Israel's got nine points. Sweden and Estonia are last in their in that Group J with eight points. You earn two points for a win. You get one point if you lose. Uh, there are two more qualifying windows for these last four uh, qualifying games. These teams will all be playing and that NBA players won't be able to partake in because they're happening in November 2022, later this year, and in February of 2023. It's possible Germany won't have enough talent without their NBA players to get into the World Cup. I think they'll make it, but it, it could get tight. Uh, I want to see the Wagner brothers in Asia next summer. FIBA has a World Cup qualifiers mobile app if you care to keep track of standings and stats. Then we get to Eurobasket. Eurobasket, as you should know from the other Magic podcasts, start September 1st. The final is September 18th. I can't wait. If you want to keep track of news and stats, you can download the FIBA Eurobasket app. I think if you just put Eurobasket in the search, it'll come up. But again, you got four groups of six teams each. Top four teams in each group make it to the round of 16 knockout phase. Every Eurobasket game will be shown on ESPN+. Germany should finish top four in what is a very difficult group B. 
Uh, they should progress to the round of 16 knockout stage. If they don't, something went wrong. Um, they'll, Germany will probably finish fourth in the group behind. I'll, I, I think France will finish first in the group behind, uh, you know, and France, because France, France has like five NBA guys, I think, with Fournier and Gobert. Slovenia, defending champs, I think they'll finish second. They've got Luka Dragic, obviously. And then third, I actually think Lithuania is going to finish third in that group because they got DeMontis Sabonis and Jonas Valanciunas, and that is a beefy front court. And beef is a problem that Germany may not be able to handle. Um, Germany, they should beat Hungary and Bosnia-Herzegovina, uh, but because Germany is playing at home, who knows? They they could overachieve like they did when they hosted Eurobasket 1993 and miraculously won the entire competition. That's the magic of Eurobasket sometimes. Like you see, get some crazy stuff happening. And this tournament might be the best one ever with how many NBA guys are, are in this tournament. Um, you know, how, how often I do these FIBA Franz podcast updates depends on Franz. If he's dropping 30 and knocking off teams like Slovenia and France, it could be quite a few times. So here's to Franz staying healthy, putting up a lot of points, becoming a German sports god, and we'll see how far Germany can go in front of home fans. They haven't won a medal since Dirk got them Eurobasket silver in 2005. Greece beat them in that. I was very thrilled, thrilled for that. Um, I'll be rooting for, for Germany uh, except uh, if they face Greece, um, it may, you know that may happen in the knockout stage. You know when we get to that point, but Greece hasn't won a medal since Eurobasket 2009, so we're also due. But uh, I appreciate listening to another episode of this podcast. Please subscribe and give us a wonderful rating. Tweet us any of your questions and feedback. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Papa Giorgio MBO. Spencer Penny, his Twitter handle is at Spencer Strode. With that, take care. Let's go magic.